for the guests to arrive so just a bit of patience i think that uh, while everyone uh, is onboarded we can start with a little intro about uh, this new season of atom zone so welcome everyone to the second season of atom zone the cosmos sub community call where you can speak atom find new alpha and explore upcoming consumer chain hosted by me rob stack a, cos- a cosmonaut who has been around for a while and the man bringing cosmos to the masses crypto sito who just joined it first of all congratulations everyone if you're still here you have you've been around one of the most challenging year in cosmos has been quite difficult even for uh, cosmonaut they've been uh, for a while here like me and crypto sito and you held into your belief while the entire world tried to shake them. So congratulations, because you are a true cosmonaut. And it's very nice to see you here. Also, I see a lot of new faces. So welcome to all the newcomers. Now the year is 2024, and Atom is undergoing an unprecedented evolution. We are witnessing the Atom Economic Zone expansion, a revamp of tokenomics, improvement to interchange security, and even inscription on the Cosmos Sub. 2024 is already an epic journey, and we are here for it. Today we have a special episode featuring uh, Informal System with Jeanne, Curious J with Atom Accelerator, Spade, the voice of Neutron, the first Cosmos sub-consumer chain, and John Galt from Stripe. With, uh, with this uh, short intro, I will pass the mic to CryptoSito and let's start the conversation. Yeah, hello, hello. Um, like I said, I think, you know, uh, 2023 has definitely been a, a wild year with a lot, uh, a lot of ups and downs. I think the end of the year kind of turned turned a lot of things around and brought a lot of excitement and, and positivity back into the entire market. So yeah, congratulations for everybody that, that stayed throughout the bear market. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, the Cosmos Hub is, is, um, is still there. Um, a lot of new features coming up. Uh, also, Red Spade's post from yesterday, maybe we can talk about this later as well. With a lot of cool and exciting ideas around navigating the future for, for the Cosmos Hub and Atom. Um, you mentioned the inscriptions as well. It's also very interesting and brought a lot of excitement specifically for, for Atom. So, yeah, uh, great to be here and crazy to also think this is already episode 15. Um, so we've been doing this throughout, throughout the bear market. And here we are, still standing. Yeah, and without counting also the side series like uh, Atom Zone Agora and the Atoms or radioactive station. So I think that we are still waiting for Jeanne. So maybe we can start directly with uh, Curious J from Atom Accelerator, who recently got uh, approved by Cosmos Sub Governance. And uh, for everyone that uh, is not aware, the Atom Accelerator is now a long lasting organization focused on Atom. So we are definitely curious to know more about uh, what's coming in 2024. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um... 
really excited to to be here and, and talk in front of all you guys. I, I feel like uh, I'm in the presence of uh, legends here. But um, yeah, we're, we're excited about 2024 because there's a lot of changes uh, and a lot of lessons we learned on our first pilot year. Um, first, uh, our grants will reopen on February 7th. So once once that's open, everybody can, can apply. Uh, we are migrating from a part-time model of many members to a more full-time model. Uh, I think 75% of our members are going to be full-time. And we realized that there's a lot of work needs to be done. And, uh, you know, when you're working part-time, it's kind of hard to collaborate and, and get stuff done on time. And uh, lots of applications get backed up. So uh, additionally, we're going to, we announced some new positions. Uh, we're in the process of hiring a grant lead um, and a marketing lead. And in the process of... Uh, Did they have the marketing, right? Yes, and a marketing lead. Yes, uh, we we need a marketing lead, especially for for ADAO, but also more importantly for for the hub itself. So, um, uh, for if you guys know anybody with good recommendations, feel free to shoot them our way, and uh, we'll interview them and see if they're a good fit. Um, but yeah, additionally, we we listen to the community feedback, and uh, we're also in the process of uh, structuring an election for a third oversight member, one that the community chooses themselves um so we want to you know be more aligned with the community while also trying to you know uh lead lead a dao in, in a way that ben is beneficial for the hub um and uh another thing is we're we're transitioning to not just public grants but more rfps and in fact i think we, we might do half and half rfps and half uh public grants and, and and the reason is really because we want some some alignment and some like uh, leadership in terms of where we want the hub to to be positioned uh, we see a lot of things where you know ibc relays uh, can be addressed now that we have inscriptions development on that more on interchain security so these rfds i i urge everybody uh, whether it's in stride whether it's in neutron whether it's informal to just, you know, be more collaborative and, uh, yeah, just work together more to, you know, get stuff going. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, uh, thank you for having me. And I'm, I'm happy to answer any any other questions, but I just wanted to give a brief overview of uh, what we're doing at AADAO. Yeah, thank you for the presentation. And I think that... Uh... It's very nice to see this year having uh, all this organization actually accountable to the Cosmos sub community. We have seen this with the informal system and now with the Atom Accelerator. So we actually now have more minds than ever working towards improving the Cosmos sub. So this is quite exciting. Unless CryptoCito has uh, any question, I will start to introduce Jehan. Yeah, I think, um, you know, um... The ADAO, like when you guys launched uh, during during the bear market also, I think um, there was a, a great experiment and I think a lot of good things came out of it. So I'm very excited to see, you know, the, the journey for this year. And I think you guys, you know, obviously we, we've been in touch throughout the whole time. And um, I think there's a lot of lessons learned as well, um, both for you, but also for the community. Um, so, yeah, and I think, you know, the call to action really is, you know, the Cosmos Hub and Atom. I saw Spade also wrote about this, like governance is also like one of the superpowers of Atom, right? Which basically means the community. So the community can really step up, take the fate of the hub into their own hands um, because it's leaderless. It's like one of the few 
chains out there that's truly leaderless, where no one has any expectations to one team to do do everything and run the show, right? So it's really cool to see how how things are coming together. I know Everill and then the Neutron team, the Stride team, like a lot, lot of collaborations and synergies. And I think, you know, moving forward, and maybe we can also use the, the Atom Zone here, this format to like refine some of these ideas and like nail it down more and, and get also more feedback and, and involvement from people that are listening to say, okay, I, I have an idea, we can improve X, Y, Z, and then, you know, turn it into something tangible, turn it into a proposal to, to improve the hub. Um, but yeah, I think, um, Rob, you wanted to start, I think, with, with Informal. So yeah, maybe we can introduce uh, Jihan. Yes, so for uh, anyone that is not aware, and I don't think many people, Informal System is the team that is working on Cosmos Sub core development. And today we have Jehan, which is uh, the Cosmos Sub product lead. So Jehan, feel free to, sh to share the priorities for 2024. Yeah, hello. Um... So yeah, our priorities for 2024, I think um, I'll mostly look at uh, Q1 right now. And um, then we can also talk about how that kind of, you know, relates to the rest of the year. But uh, we also did a, um, as part of our grant, we have this oversight committee um, and we did a kickoff meeting with them uh, last week. We, we published a report from that meeting. So you can, you can read that. Um, and uh, it also has questions from the committee in it, but I'll, I'll kind of go over the stuff we went over there because it's our one priorities so um first of all uh and i'll probably just mostly go over r d here because there's maintenance but that that's always you know it's always the same and we talk about that but it's um it's very important it's a lot of our work but it's also um you know not the new exciting stuff so um all right so the first priority is partial set security um and uh i've been i've been posting about this on the forum um and tweeting about this um, and, uh, this is, this is basically a new version of interchain security. Um, interchain security for the past year has, uh, been a system where you, um, where, where every validator needs to run every consumer chain, basically. So when a consumer chain uses replicated security, they get the entire validator set. Um, and that's good because, uh, the security is the security is very well defined, very, it's very simple. Um, it is the full security of the Cosmos Hub. Um, but it's also um, it's a lot of work for validators to run that many chains. And um, it's, um, it makes it, you know, makes it kind of a high, a high bar for consumer chains. Uh, so we want something where it's, it's a little bit easier for, for chains to come in um, and start with maybe a lower level of security and scale it to what they need as they go. And, um, so what partial set security does is pretty simple. It uh, it just lets validators opt in to run a consumer chain, um, and if they're not opted in, they don't have to run it. So as a delegator, uh, if your validator is running a consumer chain, you're gonna get the rewards from that chain, and uh, if if they're not, you're not. So um, that kind of means that validators will choose the consumer chains that they wanna that they wanna support. Um, you know probably largely depending on what the rewards are. And so the, the security can scale with, um, you know, can scale with the rewards they have available. So um, that is, uh, I've, I've currently been, you know, been putting some questions on how to design it up to, you know, the community. We've been talking about on, on, on Twitter and on the forum and stuff. Um, that's, we, 
that's uh, the discussion phase. We have this thing called chips. We'll go into it right now, but it's uh, a process for bringing new features with community input. And that's the discussion phase. Um, we're now about to move to the specification phase. So um, our team at Informal um, has has uh, has written um, an ADR, um, and uh, that's actually in a pull request right now on, on our repo. So um, we're sort of comment, commenting on it and being finished up, but um, basically, uh, when that's done, we'll, we'll be posting that on the forum, uh, and I'll probably do a tweet thread about it too. Uh, but yeah, basically, what's going to happen is that when a new consumer chain joins using opt-in, uh, there's also another um, variation as well to cover. But using opt-in, new consumer chain joins, um, then every validator who votes yes on the prop will validate the consumer chain, and validators who vote uh, who vote no or abstain don't have to. Um, and so basically, it's like uh, you know. It gives them the choice, and then after it's running, validators can opt in and out as they want. So I think that's pretty much um, pretty much covers it. Um, you know, relatively simple concept. Um, so uh, I don't know if there's any questions, but I'll move what? on to the next thing. Unless, yeah, yeah. One question to that. So, so that's that's kind of like what you're describing this this concept of like semi permissionless onboarding, right? Can you maybe yeah. expand on that? Because right now, if a consumer chain wants to be onboarded to be Atom secured, they have to like present a full-on plan and everything, and be in the forum, and then go on chain, and and the entire community votes on it. But what you're presenting now is basically like a, a reduction of that, right? Or, or how does that? Yeah, work? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's semi right. What we're, the first version we're going to do is going to be semi permission. Um, and uh, we're going to be moving to full permissionless after that. But basically, it's semi-permission because there's still a governance proposal, but we're going to lower the quorum requirements on that. So that means that only, you know, maybe only 5% of people need to vote. So there's like a bar. They have to get enough people to either vote yes or abstain, basically, um, to launch. But um, it's um, a much lower bar. So uh, right now, it's like people, you know, if a consumer chain wants to join, there's heavy debate about it. People are like, oh, no, this is not worth it. It's not good enough, you know. But this is going to be a lot easier because it's going to be more like, you know, do you have any problems with the joining? No. And the reason that we're having the semi-permission format instead of going straight to fully permissionless is, first of all, for development um, speed. Um, there's some challenges that we have to kind of think through a system to to overcome for fully permissionless um, consumer chains, having to do with the chain ID and not wanting to have people kind of claim those and squat on them and stuff. Um, not, not a huge not a huge deal, but um, it's just to, to make it faster, it's going to be... Um, the semi-permission thing at first, and um, that also sort of lets uh, it lets people use the the interfaces that they're used to uh, with the Cosmos Hub. You know, it's um, you know the governance interface to sort of opt into uh, and learn about consumer chains. And when we're fully permissionless, then we're probably going to want to have some kind of um, a special interface just to learn about consumer chains that are running because that's going to be kind of outside of you know the existing governance system. So this is it's. Um, an intermediate phase uh, as we as we get partial set security going. I had a question on this actually. Um, so does this mean that the current consumer chains of Neutron and Stride will they have to opt into partial set security, or does it make economical sense for them to, uh, you know, shift or remain as is? Um, well, so uh, we we probably uh, I've spoken with them obviously about this already. Um, I don't think we have. Uh, super firm plans yet, but basically there's another thing that I haven't mentioned, which is top N. Um, so with partial set security, there's the opt-in where it's totally open. Um, you could have you could have one validator running consumer chain. Um, and I can also talk more about why 
that's how how that's secure. Um, but anyway, there's also top end, which is uh, basically where the consumer chain says, I want to have the top end percent of the hub running this consumer chain. If they set a top end of 100%, then it's exactly the same as replicated security. So um, that will provide a uh, that'll provide a transition path for existing replicated security chains um, to be either have the option to uh, to keep the exact same setup. Um, they could also switch to something like, you know, if it was like I think a top eighty percent maybe. Um, that really cuts down the size of validators. That's maybe sixty validators then, um, and uh, so that's a lighter lift, but still much of the same security. If you go to sixty six percent, it's actually only twenty four validators. So. Um, that's going to uh, also give it's it's going to give kind of uh, consumer chains the the ability to have like pretty like a majority of the hub security um, a large majority of the security but but uh, make it a lot lighter because you cut out like a long tail of very small validators. Yeah, that's pretty great. And uh, for uh, a short summary of what we have been hearing uh, so far, I think it's relevant to to remember that the Atom Accelerator Grant Program will start in February and. Uh, for regarding the interchain security improvements, uh, we are pretty, pretty close. Right now, we are in the discussion phase, and actually, you can participate by joining the Cosmos Hub Forum. There is also a Pinedwit up here that uh, can drive you to that conversation. And uh, one important thing to understand is uh, that uh, everything is decentralized in the Cosmos Hub, so you can actually be aware of the, the upcoming feature before they actually implement it, which is pretty cool because usually you are just saving. <laughs> some project uh, flashing an announcement and uh, it's live the, the day after. While here, it's uh, it's all up uh, for the community to participate and see the process going. So pretty interesting update so far. We have also Spade from Neutron, which uh, has been also involved a lot in a conversation regarding the Cosmos Hub. So it's great to see you here. And uh, you can start by introducing uh, Neutron priorities. Hey, folks. Thanks for having me. Um, Sure. So I'll, I'll run over um, a, a few of uh, the things that we're thinking. Please keep in mind that I'm speaking uh, one as a contributor. So, you know, like I don't get to say what exactly happens to the network when governance is involved, but also as the CEO of like Hadron Labs. So most of the, when I say like, here's what we're focusing on, it means like me and my team are working on developing this, but whether or not it becomes like a thing depends on whether or not it's voted on by governance most often. Um, but basically, you know, we, we look at, where Neutron is and where Cosmos is today. And it's like, it has this very fundamental, valuable feature of, you know, Cosmos is the only place where you can actually develop like smart contract based applications that have fairly low amount, like fairly low level control of the blockchains. Like they can participate in a bunch of very advanced stuff. Um, and they're sort of like natively interoperable, right? And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to really take this value and bring it to market in a way that's like as appealing as possible. That being said, there's like still, you know, on Neutron, which is like fairly young as a network, there's still like a bunch of hurdles that needs to be lifted. And some of them are like fairly sexy, right? Like building new products that are crazy and stuff. Um, but there's also just like, what I think is, you know, a very important thing to happen, but that isn't sexy to say that much is just like you know really improving the onboarding and the cohesive sort of like feel of the ecosystem right and so some of the stuff that we're focusing on is you know like how do we make bridging from other ecosystems and into the AZ like a whole lot faster cheaper easier um to to the user um and there's a bunch of work that's being done here with skip with leap with bridge providers 
to really streamline this process and also to build the infrastructure that would allow us to um, basically compensate for the slow finalization times of like blockchains like Ethereum so that when you're a user and you're trying to get into the AZ, to you it's kind of like instantaneous, right? Because there's an underwriter behind the scenes that's kind of like underwriting your risk and providing that instant transfer. But because the bridge technologies that we've deployed are very, very secure, um, they can do so at a very minimal sort of like risk and therefore cost to the user. Um, so one of, you know, one of these segments is like onboarding and bridging and, all, and cohesive feel is like one of these priorities. Of these topic, we have kind of like this fast bridging solution. There's the idea that like today, if you look at Neutron, there's there's a UI for everything that you might want to be doing, right? There's a governance UI, there's a launch UI, there's a few bridge UIs, there's all of the UIs of each of the protocols, but there's really no cohesive one-stop shop whereby you connect your wallet, you're done. You can do everything that you want to do, right? And this is something that exists on other chain or that existed very well on other chains. And I think one of the most successful example of this was like TerraStation, right? TerraStation allows allowed you back on the days in, in Terra to see your all of your assets, including you know like DeFi positions on the ecosystem itself, which often lack from other third party wallets, um, as well as like stake, swap, uh, bridge, vote and governance, all of these things, discover dApps on the ecosystem, all of these things from like one simple to use UI that feels familiar, right? And so this is something that I think would bring is not sexy to talk about, but that would actually make the day-to-day -day experience of actually interacting with the network like a whole lot better. And fortunately through cooperation with like the NGP and Leap, it's likely that this will actually happen like very quickly um, in the sense that like a lot of this work has already been done by some of the teams out there, including Leap, which provides this kind of like, you know, SDK for like connecting these things together. And so we're likely going to collaborate with them to sort of like bring all of these features together into one UI so that at least when you're discovering the ecosystem, um, you know, it doesn't take like three weeks of research for you to find all of the cool stuff that you can do. It takes like five seconds. Um, now the other, so that's like one side of things, onboarding, bridging, all of these things. Um, the other side of the equation is we're sort of like getting to a stage where Neutron as a platform technologically is actually fairly mature. Um, like of, of course there's always going to be maintenance and there's going to be new features that 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 crop up. But I think I think like in the first half or you know th first three quarters of the year, we're actually going to um, deliver the last few fundamental bits that we think are required for for the for the network to really be fully featured. Um, like Duality launched recently as a Cosmos SDK module, you know, like the Duality blockchain basically merged with the Neutron blockchain. Um, so it's now available to build on, but, you know, that's not full featured until we've sort of like put out the UIs that people will use to interact with these things. And this is something that's going to happen um, soon. We're working, like our team is developing some UIs for it that will be uh, open sourced and handed out to ecosystem projects like Astroport and Mars that want to leverage this module to provide order book functionality and such for the ecosystem. Um, so that's one of the things that we're doing. Um, and we're working with Skip on a number of things, including the return of the block SDK. Like previously, Neutron used um, uh, MEF Tendement, which is uh, um, a slightly modified version of Comet, Comet BFT that allows for a sidecar MEV auction. 
Um, we're now moving to the block SDK, which allows the block production process and the MEV recapture process to happen in a way that's um, that that the chain itself has power to enforce specific parameters and rules, um, which will help, for example, enable things like you know proto rev on osmosis has been like a very very powerful mechanism for like basically making the ecosystem better because it helps basically do all of the arbitrage like the cyclical arbitrage but do do it in a way where the value rather than go to third party arbitrages is essentially redistributed throughout the ecosystem um and this is something that could happen um you know on, on neutron as well whereby like you know once duality is is well adopted you have a very efficient dex and that dex allows the entire ecosystem to benefit from app specific use cases such as automated cyclical arbitrages that generate value for um, for for being shared with, you know, some of it would go to Neutron and some of it would go to the Cosmos Hub and its stakers. Um, so that, that's another thing that I'm fairly excited about. Um, so Block SDK is one. There's like the Oracle module, which will allow DeFi application builders to have access to um, data to create like feeds and products around like assets that typically don't get price feeds from like Pith or, or others. Um, for example, like, you know, Perps is going to be a great application of the um, of the Oracle module. Uh, this is something that a number of protocols, including like Mars, for example, is very excited about. Um, and this is you know great work that's being done in collaboration with Skip. Um, but then there's also like just ecosystem growth, right? Like Neutron has launched. It's one of the you know most liquid ecosystems in Cosmos. But there's like a long way to go before it's you know like. Um, where it should be, which is you know like a like one of the tops industry DeFi hub. Uh, at least that's you know the the vision that we put out for it when we started working on the project. And I think you know as a community, this is where we should be aiming to be. And so you know like Neutron has done it uh, has seen a whole lot of progress so far, but it hasn't even started like liquidity mining really at any sort of scale. Um, POL is an interesting idea that has started to be implemented. Um, but it's, you know, we haven't really standardized or industrialized how we go about it. It's not super standardized. Um, the infrastructure is still being built and refined. And so I think throughout the year, all of these things are going to come together so that, you know, what, what that means for the hub and for Neutron is that, you know, what one of the things that I think should be our mutual objective is let's make sure that the AZ is the trading center for the Cosmos ecosystem, because really this is how we're going to bring actual activity and value to the hub and to Neutron. Um, so this is something that, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of groundwork today to be able to scale in the upcoming quarters so that we can, you know, really hone in and solidify um, DeFi in general, but also DeFi based on liquid staking, which I think is particularly useful for the hub long-term in terms of like stake decentralization and ability to really wield its monetary policy. Um, we're doing a lot of efforts around being more coherent and structured in the way that we approach developer onboarding so that we can bring more teams faster, better to the ecosystem to build new applications around Atom and the ecosystem's assets um, and the products that are on Neutron. And we're doing a lot of work to um, with Mars and Astroport and Apollo and other projects in the ecosystem to help them refine their products, take it to the next level so that, you know, like by the end of the year, my hope is that the applications on Neutron are the best applications you've ever used. You can do perps like you can do anywhere else and that, that kind of stuff, right? That's that's where we're trying to, um, to aim.
And finally, there's like a, a last kind of like point that I think is like often disregarded, but like that is actually super important is the hub, for example, is already extremely decentralized. And in that sense, it's like way ahead of Neutron, um, but it's not super structured. Um, and so I think like there's a lot of progress that can be done there. But I applied the same sort of like mental framework for Neutron. And the reality today is that Neutron has some infrastructure that's set up that has allowed it to be fairly efficient in some ways. But for example, the liquidity mining program that it has is not particularly decentralized or efficient. And so it's being restructured. But more generally, generally what I mean with this sort of like work stream is um, we want the Neutron DAO to become um, a lot more active, a lot more participative. We want to make sure that like community members that are like getting engaged with the network are getting more and more of a say and are getting more and more influence, um, you know, like long-term. And this is something that I've, I've said when we founded the, when we incorporated the foundation and it was then subsequently recognized by Neutron Governance, like, you know, the end game is for the foundation to disappear, right? They're, they're like, it might be useful as a legal construct, but that should be based around um, a subset of like small contracts that actually enforce the rules of governance, right? It should be kind of like an extension into the legal realm rather than a separate independent entity. And so creating these structures and these contributor base that is diverse and engaged enough that, you know, Neutron as a DAO is actually what powers the network and drives its, gro its growth is also something towards which we want to, to be driving continuously throughout the year. Um, I guess that was a bit of a rant. I'm sorry if I went into too many directions at the time, but those are the things that we're working on. Yeah, I think what you're describing is uh, a very like underrated feature of the Cosmos Hub, right? This this decentralization aspect. Um, but but a, a a fair criticism for that is like you were saying also it's it's unstructured sometimes, right? And I think it it also feels chaotic for some people, especially if you're not in Cosmos and you don't understand that. You're like, who is actually running the hub? They don't do proper BD, proper marketing, proper this, proper that. But I think that's also kind of the the the, the beauty of, of the hub in that sense, right? Um, so I'm, I just have one kind of, because you, you wrote this, uh, you dropped this uh, post yesterday, your uh, long-term strategy for the Cosmos hub. And you also defined three goals there for the hub. The first goal being the Cosmos hub governance is effective, decentralized, and reliable. Um, the second goal, um, Atom is the most money-like token in the Cosmos ecosystem. And the third goal, Cosmos Hub security offering attracts the best blockchain applications in the market. And I personally think like to achieve those goals, like it, it requires a lot of alignment amongst the core contributing entities. We have three or four of them actually today here with Stride, Neutron, Informal, and the AADAO. Um, but also of the broader community, like the core community to really kind of rally, rally behind this. Uh, and I think, maybe I misunderstand, but I think that's also kind of the goal that you have with this post is to say, okay, I don't want to like dictate a roadmap. I just want to share how I view the space um, and the evolution of the hub. Um, Carter from Shade actually also wrote a, a great piece on that a um, couple of months ago. Um, so yeah, maybe um, you can just comment on that on your post and kind of your goals around why you share that and what you, what you kind of wish for the community to provide us feedback or, or get involved. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you put it fairly well, right? The idea is like, I, I don't want to, and I'm also in no position to dictate the hub's roadmap. But I think, you know, as you said, like one of the greatest strengths of the hub is that it's, you know, actually decentralized, um, but that can result without the proper sort of like structure to the madness 
then you just get madness, right? And so it, it, it kind of feels like the hub has tremendous resources, right? It has extremely talented teams working on it or around it, um, like informal, IFA, like Stride and, and, and other teams are like, you know, they're powerhouse in the, in the industry. This is a great strength, right? Atom also has, you know, a, a very wide distribution and like people know about it. It has a lot of strength um, and it is worth a lot of money as well, right? All of these things that are like the resources of the hub. The risk for the hub comes from the fact that the market, the environment around the hub is not static. It's constantly moving, right? You have other projects that are trying to eat the hub's lunch because you know they're competing with the hub for like being a security provider and such, right? And it's only natural. And so in this context for the hub to really strive, it needs to make sure that the resources that it has are focused towards going in the same direction. And the way that traditionally this is set, which I think applies to decentralized entities and organizations, um, is you first set the objectives, right? Where do we want to go? Once you have the objectives, then the work becomes, all right, all these cool ideas that we have, how do we fit them into this so that we're actually all independently pushing in the same direction rather than impeding each other's sort of like progress, right? Because if we're working against each other, then there's nothing that we're going to do and we're just going to suffer inertia. And so I think, you know, like many, many times in, in decentralized governance, we try and, and put the, um, the cart before the horses. And so it's, it feels to me like we haven't really fundamentally defined and approved these things as a community so that then we can all use the same lenses when, you know, deciding what should be our priorities and what we should work on next and that kind of stuff. And so the hope is basically, hey, here's you know an example, an idea of what based on my experiences of the hub we should be focusing on. Let's, you know, all have a look at it and then, you know, make, maybe break it down and then make a new one that's better. But let's just ratify these objectives together so that then anything that we do next in the coming years we have a very clear idea of whether or not they're bringing us closer to our goals. And I think if we're able to do this as a community, then I'm actually fairly confident in the hub's ability to like, you know, really further its position in the top like industry projects um, because it has tremendous resources actually. It just needs to use them efficiently. I think that uh, the key messages here is uh, having more focus like, uh, Finding a path that most of the teams are aligned and focus on that so that uh, all the teams does that there isn't uh, like uh, a lot of energy to do stuff that no one uh, or uh, not all the teams are aligned. So this kind of energy that we can get from focusing could actually be very powerful because we have a lot of strong teams on the hub. So it's a very interesting topic and I think we can uh, also do a dedicated episode on that because there is a lot to talk about. So. Maybe we can plan an episode about Amazon fully dedicated to this with uh, the multiple multiple teams of the hub. I'll go now to John Galt, the contributor of Stride, which uh, will share update on Stride, which is the leading liquid staking provider right now in Cosmos and also the second Cosmos sub-consumer chain. Please, John. Uh, hey, everybody. <coughs> Sorry, uh, it's been a while. Um, can you hear me well? Can everybody hear me? Um, yeah. Okay. Great. I hate just just talking and then not knowing whether or not you know not getting any response. Um, that's how it is with the Twitter space. You can't actually see your audience. Uh, you just see the avatars. But anyway. Um, yeah, better always to do a check. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're talking for five minutes and then nobody actually heard you. Uh, yeah, uh, good morning. I'm John Galt. I'm the head of strategy at Stride. And um, yeah, Stride had a very good year in uh, 2023. Um, as we've been discussing in this space, 2023 was a bear year, but um, we used it to really set down roots. I feel like we put down a lot of roots. We made a lot of connections, a lot of partnerships, and we got ST tokens a lot of places in the cosmos. And now I feel like, to continue this metaphor with roots and everything, I feel like 2024 is going to be the year we really grow. Um, you're going to see like a big, strong tree, branches um, stretching out, lots of leaves. Um, because something I'm really excited about in 2024 is uh, i don't know if everybody's fully aware but it seems to me like there's just a cambrian explosion of blockchains in the cosmos taking place and it, it it's so exciting and refreshing um after like the doldrums of uh, our recent bear market i mean uh, it, it just really incredible you have so many chains we had i mean it it started with tia or celestia dydx but there's dimension initia uh, Babylon, Nemata, Zeta Chain, um, and these are all fairly large chains. And then there's you know medium-sized chains, um, smaller chains. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't want to say like the amount of Cosmos chains is going to double in 2024, but I, it kind of seems like it might or it might come close to doing that. And uh, so this is really a fantastic time to be a liquid staking provider. And of course, Stride is the um, the premier liquid staking provider in the cosmos. We have very big market share. And with all of these chains launching, every chain is going to want liquid staking for their tokens because every chain has to, I mean, so long as it's a layer one proof of stake cosmos blockchain, um, it's going to be bootstrapping its security with inflationary rewards, probably high APRs, and they're going to want uh, liquid staking. So this is a fantastic time. Like I said, now that Stride has such a presence, uh, we're so solidified and strong, such strong roots in the cosmos, now is a really good time to just reach up and grow. Um, in the short term, um, if anybody's curious, uh, you're gonna be seeing STDYDX launching very soon, um, maybe in a week or so, and then STTIA coming up, STDYM, and yeah, uh, liquid. I mean, this is just a fantastic time for liquid staking. And um, that's what it's all about with Stride. Um, Stride has always been and probably always will be singularly focused on one thing, just liquid staking. Uh, we have our own blockchain, um, but the only thing on it is liquid staking. Uh, we only have one product, which is liquid staking. And um, some small features like quality of life improvements, like autopilot, um, which makes it easier to liquid stake, but really it's just all about liquid staking. Um, I, I won't go on and on and on because it's really very simple. Um, we offer liquid staking and we want to provide the most secure, the most accessible um, liquid staking for all tokens in the cosmos with integrations and deep liquidity on various DEXs. So pretty simple. Yeah, I think that uh, actually Stride does a lot of focus. So like <laughs> we were saying it just before about the lack of focus, but definitely Stride doesn't lack of it. And uh, also you shared that there is uh, some uh, upcoming, uh, some uh, upcoming news, which is quite interesting, like SCYDX. We are all looking forward for that also because the Cosmos sub 
share the revenue of Stride. So actually, when you see Stride getting adoption, this adoption also translates for the Cosmos Hub. So there is this strong relation between the two projects, which is part of the AZ, uh, the, the old AZ concept. I will go forward uh, if, uh, if CryptoSeed has uh, any question to add. Yeah, I mean, that's what I had in mind, kind of to also maybe talk a little bit about the revenue and value accrual for for the AEZ, right? Um, that has always been something that, you know, hasn't like fully taken off yet. And, and some people are also concerned, like, is that even the right pathway? So I have maybe a question to, uh, I guess, either of you, um, but maybe for, for Spade and John specifically, since you guys are, are like the, the Atom uh, secure chains and, you know, generate and share revenue back to, 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 to the validator and, and delegator community. Like, you know, now being, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine months um, Atom secured, uh, what is kind of your, your learnings and are there any sort of ideas or thoughts around moving forward, any, any changes required, any adjustments or what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, yeah, I guess um, I would say um, one thing that's become very clear is that it's very difficult to generate revenue um, for interchange security. Um, like we've been saying a lot of really good things in this conversation, but I think we should really stay anchored to the reality of the situation, which is, um, I think, uh, for Cosmos Hub to thrive, it needs probably different revenue sources, uh, to supplement revenue coming in from interchain security because interchain security revenue is just not that very big. And, um, Interchain security may or may not be very scalable. Um, so to put some numbers on it, uh, what Stride does, um, Stride is an app chain. Um, so we've got an application built into the chain. Um, we're not just making revenue from transaction fees. Uh, we've got the application, which is obviously liquid staking. If you liquid stake with Stride, um, you're earning staking rewards. Um, but Stride will skim off 10% of those staking rewards. And we do that for the sake of sustainability. I mean, we don't just want to be doing inflationary stuff forever. Um, so we are pretty sustainable. We have real revenue coming in. So Stride is earning, like I said, about 10% of um, staking rewards that liquid stake token holders get. And then 15% um, of that, so 1.5 percentage points, goes to the Cosmos Hub. Um, to pay for interchain security. And in addition, the stride chain also sends, um, there's there's still some inflationary stride going to STRD stakers. So 15% of that um, goes to the Cosmos Hub as well. Um, but even so, it's not terribly big. It's um, off the top of my head, I think it's something like 20 or $25,000 a month. Um, which sounds like a lot, but relative to the value of Atom, maybe it's not that much. So I've been, you know, personally quite excited lately to see um, revenue from protocol-owned liquidity actually starting to click. That that can be the second revenue source. Um, we've had protocol-owned liquidity um, from the Cosmos Hub on Neutron for about nine months now. Um, recently, some more was deployed to Neutron and also to um persistence chain on their dexter decks um, but just two weeks ago um, a deployment was made to osmosis and that is starting to make some significant revenue 
Um, Stride put out a tweet about it yesterday, and so far, it's the, the amount of Atom POL that's been deployed to Osmosis is about $100,000 uh, annually um, in terms of revenue. So that's good to see. And then also, um, personally, like this is kind of moving away from Stride, but personally, uh, John Galt speaking, I've been just blown away by the success of Asteroid Protocol. It, the revenue being created for um, for Cosmos Hub is just insane. I mean, it's really good we're having this conversation today because this is the one week, um, the one week mark since Asteroid had their surprise stealth launch. And like Asteroid obviously lets you mint inscriptions on Cosmos Hub tokens, but also NFTs. And um, yeah, transaction fees from Asteroid Protocol have been roughly forty thousand dollars in just a week, which is absolutely blind, uh, mind blowing. Um, so I feel like. Yeah, and actually, actually yeah, uh, you, you, you can jump that, in. I, I don't no, want to no, ramble, you, just jump in. Because you mentioned Asteroid, actually, stay tuned for next week because we might have an episode related to that. So stay tuned for this one. And uh, also, I think that uh, what I'm hearing from uh, your speech now is uh, actually very, very interesting because uh, you basically explained how many revenue sources right now has uh, the Cosmos Hub, so you have uh, ICS, you have uh, POL, which uh, is actually doing mini film revenue right now on Osmosis as well. So actually, there is already a, quite a big variety of uh, revenue sources for the Cosmos Hub, and I think uh, I was written also on the Spade uh, on Spade uh, last forum post. This is also the meaning of that, like uh, starting to focus on this pillar of the Cosmos Hub, and it could be a very interesting 2024 ahead of us. Uh, Spade, do you want to add also as well on the topic? Uh, like uh, before I interrupted uh, John Galt, you were the second to speak. Oh, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, um, part part of this like work on, on objectives and priorities as well is like, hey, as, as the hub, right? Um, let's have a strategic approach to bringing volumes where they're best monetized, right? I think, you know, like the hub has two things to balance in sort of like its monetary policy if it wants to take like an active step in furthering the role of atom as like money in the in the ecosystem which is on the one hand you want to be proactive in like plugging liquidity gaps to ensure that atom is like the most functional token you can use to move value across the ecosystem and a really good collateral asset um and at the at the same time you also want to create an incentive to over time create as much volume as possible where you can monetize it best, right? Where um, you get portion of like transaction fees, portion of like the MEV that they generate and that kind of stuff, right? And so I think, you know, these early POL deployments are like very encouraging in the sense that like they're a sign of Atom becoming like more proactive with its monetary policy. I think if we are able to like move towards standardizing, automating and making these more sort of like constructed I, I think like that is going to strengthen the hubs like positions significantly yeah I, I can speak to that too unless um you want to move on uh rob but um i think you can share so i was just yeah, yeah, also please, please, please go ahead. I mean, um yes so i just want to just briefly uh one thing because i i think there's also a project in the works uh called time wave I think that's also a very interesting one by, by Sam Hart. But yeah, Gian, go on, please, sorry. Yeah, so um, I think, first of all, I think the thing about revenue is that, um, you know, 
in the blockchain space as a whole, uh, inflation is uh, the vast majority of, of income that people see is from from inflation. And um, so I think when you compare that with real revenue that's coming in, um, that's like, you know, cold, hard cash uh, from, you know, from fees like asteroids, it's been pretty amazing, but also from interchange security revenue. Um, it can it can look underwhelming, but that's like the it's kind of the long term. Um, that's what will really matter in the long term. So we got it. We got to build it up slowly. Um, however, what I will say with what we're hoping with partial set security is that having having to be a lot more open, having more consumer chains, um, there will be a lot more kind of competition and the market will be able to price what you know, what what the what the revenue is supposed to be. Um, and also probably a lot of consumer chains will be. Um, will be inflating their token um, to to generate revenue to, to pay for their security, which um, you know, like I said, that's that's kind of uh, you know that's, that's that's prevalent in the blockchain space that that like you know this inflation often outpaces um, outpaces transaction fees, but that's going to benefit the hub as well because that's going to you know be partially going to pay for security. Um, then also on the um, on the POL front, uh, we are working on a project called Atom Wars um, and uh, Cyborg's on our hub team informal, just he's not on the hub team, but he's a you know, BD at informal. He, he just tweeted about it. Um, and that's that's kind of going to be like a more structured uh, and competitive uh, sort of, um, you know, uh, competition or, or marketplace for, for POL deployments. Yeah, this one was uh, the big alpha of the day because I think that uh... Many people have been seeing around this Atom Wars circulating on Twitter, but actually no one is fully aware of, it, of what it is yet. So cool to have the alpha now. Cryptocito, you were saying something or uh, curious, Jay? I, I, I really just want to reiterate everything on, you know. We're back. <laughs> Mandatory rock. Mandatory rock. Yeah, I think I think it's the first time for Adam Zone to be rugged by Twitter. <laughs> I think like remember like when we started in the beginning, like uh there were we always had like issues with hearing each other, but we never got racked. That was the first one. But yeah, as people are reconnecting, I just wanted to add like it's it's very interesting what, what Gian was saying about Atom Wars. I think that really is the alpha of the spaces today. Um, and also, uh, I don't know if that's like synergetic or how that how that works, um, but I know Sam, Sam Hart and the team at TimeWave, they have also been working on uh, basically POL as a service, liquidity as a service. And I think that's really, you know, what, what we talked about earlier, how the Cosmos Hub can generate meaningful revenue outside of just generating fees and stuff through the Atom Secure chains. So I think, you know, liquidity as a service is an interesting model. We briefly talked about inscriptions. I think that is also very, very interesting. And I think besides the revenue generated, it also really strengthens the relations between the Cosmos Hub community and the chain, right? Uh, and you saw this revival also happening on Bitcoin with ordinals, but now you're seeing it with the Cosmos Hub community and, and the Atom chain, right? And I think that is also like a big thing, a big net positive um, of the inscriptions. Um, I don't know, Johnny was, was speaking last. I don't know if he's still here. But we got Spade back. Yeah, let's see if everyone yeah. is able to go back because the conversation was actually very interesting. So we have been terminated in the most interesting moment of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I think I can introduce some of the ideas that 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 I have and that I intend to like put on the forum soon. But like, so I think you know, like we've discussed about like real revenue versus inflation and stuff. I think Jihan was making a really good point. I think you know, long term anyway, what we're seeing and across the industry and what I think we're we'll see in Cosmos as well is that like um, staking reward rates are going to actually shrink and sort of like normalize over time. Um, you know, that has an impact on like liquid staking as well as other types of businesses. But I think, you know, while this happens, this is like the opportunity for us to really um, sort of like create these strong revenue streams. I have like two considerations on this. Like the first one is, you know, the more organic solid yield sources that we're able to create of which like transaction fee and, and MEV, in my opinion, are kind of like the ultimate ones to be fair. Sure, they, they might be like smaller in dollar value today, but I, I do think that they're actually stronger long-term, um, the more we're able to do this, um, the more we can supplement the inflation rate of Atom, which over time should help us like strengthen the monetary policy of Atom. Um, and so, you know, like basically that that's like, that's one thing that we should be doing. And what that tells us is it makes sense for the hub to be focusing on the chains that are generating this sort of like alignment money for it, I guess. And so, like, one thing that I think we could do as the Cosmos Hub community is to say, look, today the trading centers in the ecosystems beyond AstroPortal Neutron are largely out of the chains, the network of chains secured by Atom. Hopefully, this will partially change with the introduction of partial set security, opt in security, and potentially MEV, uh, sorry, mesh security in the future, um, right? So, we should be looking to expand these security relationship with other chains that are successful and attractive in the ecosystem. Um, and in the meantime, we should also be strengthening the incentive or change to join the security offering. And the way that we do this, in my opinion, is by being proactive um, to create on-chain activity and volume that actually solidifies these projects and helps them more be more successful, right? The product is you're secured and aligned with Atom, and that product is appealing because doing so and consuming this product makes you more successful. And as a result of this, as a function of how more successful it makes you, um, you're willing to pay more and more for access to this service, essentially, right? That's kind of like the theoretical framework. I think the logical first step in doing this is recognizing that today Atom is like not the main asset on any DEX in the ecosystem. Um, it's like on Osmosis, it's Osmo, on Luna, on Terra, it's like Luna. Um, and that kind of stuff, right? With Neutron, we have an opportunity to change that and make Atom the base pair. The reason it hasn't happened yet is because Neutron, you know, for better or for worse, doesn't control the Atom supply, right? And so we can't just, the DAO can't just create Atom to bootstrap liquidity pairs. But I think this is a very easy problem to solve. What I think, you know, could be a viable idea is let the hub control an amount of Atom that is on Neutron and allow other contributors, like people in the Neutron ecosystem, the Neutron Foundation, our team and such, to source other assets, like blue chip assets, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Rapstate, Tia, um, and bring them to do POL with Atom as the base pair, right? So on the one hand, you're bootstrapping the main connections of the liquidity graph with other ecosystems. And on the other hand, what you're doing is you're using a very small amount of Atom um, and to you know have very small amount of risk as well, but to help bootstrap new projects that are launching in the AZ, right? So that 
one, you're creating incentive for these projects to launch in the AZ rather than elsewhere. Um, but two, you're also creating an incentive for them to use Atom as the base pair when they're creating their initial pools, right? So the way that this would work is there's some amount of Atom somewhere on Neutron. Um, there's either a committee or an automated solution that allows these projects when they launch their token to bring a certain value of these tokens and give them to you know a covenant or something like this. And then that gets paired with a corresponding value of Atom, like a small amount, maybe it's 100K total, and it gets provided as a liquidity pool, right? What you've done is, You've created an incentive and a system for which people would pair with Atom first and foremost, therefore, so like increasing the likelihood that Atom will be used as this kind of like nexus of money for all of the pairs and all of the volume that occurs in the AZ. And that's like, that's really, really good because it makes Atom a better type of collateral as well, right? There's a lot more liquidity and velocity for the asset in the ecosystem. And so people can go on and, you know, like, long, short, do perps and collateralized things with Atom with a lot more, with a lot better, so like with a, in a lot more capital efficient way because the listing parameters can be less conservative essentially. Um, so, I mean, a bit of a ramble, but like, I hope that this gives you like an idea of a, a, a frame of thought for how the hub can be proactive in growing Atom's role as money. I'm sorry if you hear the background noise, that's my cat going crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll post some of these thoughts on the forum um, soon enough for everybody to to review and discuss. We'd, we'd love to have your feedback on it already. Yeah, there, there was the, the right curve, the right curve explanation for Atom is money. Um, I, I want to give it back to to Johnny because you were cutting off when you uh, with the spaces, and and also like yeah. uh, one one question for for you like regarding the ADA. You said in the beginning like you guys are are still hiring right now, a marketing person and. Uh, yeah, maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, also your your plans with the AEDAO for this year. Like, what are the main fields that you want to focus on? Yeah, and uh, and I also want to add to that that uh, related to the overall discussion, I think there is also the Atom Alignment Treasury that was recently approved by the Cosmos of Governance that is uh, related to this kind of uh, conversation. Maybe not sure if uh, Curious J has some update also on that. I think uh, like we're we're all rolling the the tokenomics process, um, you know, in sets. So I'm I'm happy to see that the Atom Alignment Treasury uh, got approved. It's gonna be much more useful for the hub as as we start to you know grow um, from more consumer chains, from deploying more uh, protocol and liquidity. But I, I really want to just uh, reflect on what a DAO uh, has funded already in terms of. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of similar resembling to Carter's Adam Endgame. So, for example, on moneyness, uh, you know, we we did start the tokenomics RFP, which uh, has been going fairly well so far. Um, you know, part of the the inflation got reduced. Um, Adam uh, alignment treasury passed, and then more more uh, on the uh, just more tokenomic aspects. Uh, the changes are coming soon on that. Um, on the security aspect, we. Uh, Funded uh, crypto crew validator, which they essentially serve as like uh, the center point between you know upcoming consumer chains and uh, uh, the hub for uh, you know ICS. Um, and then for liquidity, you know we're we're funding TimeWave right to deploy uh, protocol on liquidity and trustedly and set parameters. So you know I th I think we're ADAO is aligned with everything that has been discussed here. And for us, like I think the key aspect is just looking to see how we can collaborate and support. Uh, more of the core developers here, you know, in, in, in terms of Neutron, in terms of Stride, 
uh, of course, informal, Jihan, and uh, you know, upcoming, you know, consumer chains. Um, the the other thing is uh, what I'm excited about is uh, the Asteroid Protocol. I think it's like the first time where we're kind of seeing like a little bit of a culture come to add uh, the cosmos. And I'm not saying you know we didn't have a culture, but more so on the fun side where people just are curious to just you know inscribe and mint uh, new tokens on there. Um, so like it, it's a new uh, roadway for for uh, demand and. Of course, we're excited to support um, the evolution of that in any way we can. So we're uh, already, you know, in discussions with various teams on that. Um, but yeah, like in in terms of uh, in terms of AADAO this year, um, like we're more focused on RFPs because I think uh, RFPs are more uh, coordinated grants where you know you can deliver on on a set mission. Versus, you know, like, of course, we're happy to have teams apply for public grants, but uh, it's not, it's like a little bit fragmented. Everybody has their own idea. So I think aligning ideas together to kind of, you know, form a, a mission to, to you know, co-develop it, you know, in, independently, but but be aligned is it, our, our goal. Um, so, of course, we wanted to hire a grant lead to oversee both aspects of this, but uh, marketing just to see that, to communicate more of, what we're doing because uh we, we realized we were uh, a little bit short on on trying to you know relay all the all the uh, activities that's going on on AADAO and we want to change that this year um but also have more community alignment like i said uh, soon you'll have a community elected oversight member where anyone can pitch in and and refer somebody um so we want oversight to be completely independent, of course, so that that way uh, they do have the power to, for example, veto anything that we we want to fund or uh, you know challenge it, and uh, yeah, just just operate more transparently and more efficiently while being more coordinated and uh, have more collaboration overall. Yeah, so if you're a marketing person or interested in in contributing to the ADAO, uh, I guess reach out to Curious J or follow the Atom Accelerator. Um, I had one one last question from my side for for Jihan, um, and that's about like this whole evolution of shared security and restaking, um, which is something that I think is going to be a big, is going to have a big impact this year with the with the launch of Eigenlayer specifically, because that unlocks kind of ETH restaking. Um, there's also projects that want to bring it to Cosmos um, and um, and other ecosystems. So I'm just curious, like uh, Jihan, what, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on that restaking mesh security and how can the Cosmos Hub position itself? Um, I guess with partial set security, or is there an evolution after that that you think is needed for Atom to kind of, you know, be be eye to eye with with those those launches, eigenlayers, and, and such? Um, yeah. So I mean, I think first of all. Uh, we are we're advising, I, I guess, on on mesh security. The informal team um, we're helping them with some of the uh, diff more difficult technical topics like slashing and stuff. Um, we meet with them every week, um, so we're we you know we support mesh security uh, coming to the hub. Um, I think it will be table stakes uh, in the future for for any chain to be able to use its asset to, to secure other things through mesh. Um, then there's also eigenlayer. I think eigenlayer is a lot like mesh security um, for Ethereum and um, that's basically, I mean, I guess everyone knows about it probably, but you know, if you don't know about it, it's it's basically where people can stake their ETH uh, on Ethereum. It's kind of a lot like, um, yeah, a, 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 you know, a lot like like mesh security, interchange security. Um, there are projects, uh, there's a couple of projects actually trying to bring that to Cosmos to basically act as a connector 
um, and connect. Um, people want to stake their ETH with, with Cosmos chains and count that towards their stake. And um, the way we look at that, uh, and as that relates to interchange security and partial set security, is that first of all, I think, um, you know, there's almost like way more security out there uh, than there are people to consume the security. Um, you see this even with ICS, and that's actually been one of the main complaints against it is that, um, you know, we have this some amount of revenue, like let's say what like like Stride we were talking about there there earlier in the in, in the show. Um, there's there's revenue coming in from Stride, let's say, and it's solid revenue. Um, and uh, but it's compared to the the stake that's securing it, it's just not that much. Um, and I think that becomes even more of a factor when you bring other assets in. We also have plans. Uh, this is something I'll, I'll just leak slightly here, but we have plans to bring other assets to the hub as well. Uh, not necessarily just Ethereum either, but um, basically. I think what it comes down to is um, you need to have a good you need to have like a good platform for people to launch projects, uh, not just the security. And so, with partial set security, it's actually pretty well um, positioned for that because what you get is with stuff like eigenlayer, mesh security, stuff like that, you don't actually get a validator set. You, you can get existing you know, you can get you can get your existing validator set getting more security through those channels, but you still have to put it together with um, partial set security a little bit more of a platform where we have this validator set on the hub already that's where you know they're going to validate um and when you launch consumer chain you're getting validators out of that set um and so that's something as we as we develop it um that's something we'll be we'll be focusing more and more on is kind of the aspect of um you know uh providing a place for projects to find validators and it also happens to come with a lot of security or as much security as you need um, when, when you launch. That's how, how I view that kind of. It's like, you know, you want to get closer to the, want to get closer to the revenue source, which is kind of closer to the projects, uh, not necessarily just be kind of on the back end providing that pure numerical uh, security. Uh, and that's also something I've, I've talked about previously on, on, um, on, on one of these Twitter spaces. Uh, but another project we have going on is um, called Atomic IBC. Um, and that's something we're working on actively as well. We'll share some updates on that. But that's that's basically making even more of a platform um, where app chains can launch and sort of integrate seamlessly. But that's much more of a research thing. But that's that's also the, the reason that we came up with that was because, you know, last year we were looking at the at the at the landscape of shared security and realized that like, you know, just the pure security is not a strong mode. Yeah, maybe that's a topic for another another session, Atomic IBC. Um I actually have another question, and that's probably for either of you, um, Spade or, or, or Jay. Yeah, just, by the way, I don't know if anybody has to run. But... Yeah, I just wanted to say I'm going to have to drop, unfortunately, in 10, 10 minutes later in okay. another meeting. But thanks for having me, folks. It has been super interesting. Yeah, anytime, man. Um, but yeah, so maybe Jihan or, or, or Joni, um, with the ADAO, I guess that's also more a question for you anyways. In terms of like consumer chain onboarding, right? I think you know the Cosmos Hub has a head start with the quality of projects that are live right now with uh, Neutron and Stride. Um, moving forward, I think there's this uh, proposal from the Aether team, which is an, an EVM chain um, that wants to become Atom secured. Um, Noble is kind of still in the works. Um, I don't know what's the latest on that actually, but how do you view this kind of onboarding? I, I feel like there's also like a little bit of, you know, um, it comes down to also like BD efforts, right? And, and if you look at Eigenlayer, like they, you know, have a huge team, huge 
uh, War Chest, huge funding, big BD team. I think, you know, they do a lot of the, the onboarding themselves. Um, on the Cosmos Hub, it's obviously a bit more um, different because, you know, there's different teams contributing. So what are your views on that? And um, what are some of the chains or teams that you would like to see or that are kind of in the works right now that you think might be good candidates to, to migrate or to just launch being Atom secured? I mean, in terms of, you know, the consumer chain onboarding, like I'm not too technical, so I think Jihong might be better here. But but what I can say is that, you know, we, we uh, work with, uh, crypto crude so they they've also been working together with hi-fi and informal um to kind of be like that middle point to help you know upcoming consumer chains on many technical issues um and and have a proper test net and i think they're also developing a dashboard soon but yeah that, that was essentially our goal is to have you know one one team dedicated uh for onboarding consumer chains and they have been working with Aether team to to onboard them, uh, obviously it's going to be up to governance whether you know we want to onboard it or not. But um, yeah, uh, in in regards to Noble, I'm I'm not really too sure on Noble. Maybe they're waiting on partial set security. Uh, but what I can say is that I think one one thing is clear for me is that with chains like Noble, uh, you know, it, Atom as a as a gas token makes so much sense. Um, just because of how decentralized it is, um, you, you don't really want a stable coin or at least a centralized stablecoin being as a gas token, because ultimately it, it controls, you know, the full function of it. And, and, you know, maybe this is just my opinion. You know, I, I think Noble is amazing and it's probably one of the most important chains, but just more of towards like setting the precedent of decentralization across Cosmos. I think Adam as a gas token where, you know, it's your gateway to the interchain makes a lot of sense here. So we're happy to support them in any way. Um, to onboard it, you know, provided, you know, for them, it makes sense at some point. Yeah, um, I can speak to it. So crypto crew, what they're doing is kind of technical onboarding. So it's like if consumer chains have questions about how to integrate the ICS module, um, you know, also other things around uh, around relating to the validator set and stuff. Um, but I, I do I do agree that we have a lack of BD. Um, and I think that with the Cosmos Hub, and I think that there's there are kind of two sides to that. So I think first of all, um, there's a side to BD, which is just kind of like having people, it's kind of a sales thing, you know, having people going out, finding projects, uh, learning about projects, contacting them, um, going to the hackathons, you know, what have you. And that's and that's something that's kind of important with with any any blockchain platform is find projects. Um, and on that front, we in our uh, in our funding, in informals in the informal hub team is mostly, you know, a core software development team. Uh, it's the major vast majority of our of our activities are on the software development front. We do have um, our funding prop for twenty twenty four does have um, basically one uh, one full time equivalent like so so half basically half one person working half time on marketing one person working half time on BD um, and that's that's those are the resources with which we do our BD. I think there's definitely a lot of scope if the hub wanted to go toe to toe with with some of these other entrants in the shared security space. Um, I think that having having a lot more resources going to BD would be a great thing. Um, and um, that's I don't know, maybe that's something that AADAO can 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 work on as well. I'm not sure. Well, we um, tried BD DAO, but mm -hmm. but you know, it, the community wasn't really in favor for that. So we do have a strategy uh, team for RFPs, which, you know, can 
has to start an RSP for for BD for uh, Cosmos and AEC. So maybe that that could be another alternative route. But yeah, we, we our goal was to have a BD DAO. It's just that there wasn't really clear milestone set in that. And you know, at, at it's a fair criticism, but it, it's a little bit difficult to kind of have clear milestone set when you know you don't really have a sense of direction yet. So it's more of like figuring out where we need to go to properly establish it. So may, maybe next year we might have that. Yeah, there, there's, and, and it's also from, from our front, we were kind of, you know, going for our, our, our prob was kind of a new thing. There was a lot of questions about like, shouldn't the ICF be funding and stuff? We didn't want to necessarily uh, get way more funding, you know, than we did last year. So it was, so that, but that, you know, as, as, you know, as that's, that's how I, you know, in both organizations, that's how it's happened. But like for the hub, it would be good if there was some BD, um, if there was, there was some BD, uh, we should probably think about how to make that happen. Also, there's another aspect to it as well. There's like the, the you know, there's just like the footwork going out and finding people, but then also um, the other platforms that are more centralized and, and more heavily funded by VCs, they'll also have, um, you know, like the ability to grant uh, to, to projects to build on a platform. So they find a good project and say, hey, we're, we'll give you a grant to build on this platform. Um, and, I, you know, that can be kind of like, you know, it's like, almost like you're bribing them to use your platform. Um, maybe also sometimes projects get granted that aren't aren't that great, but it does help build activity around the platform. Really have to be careful with it. Um, so that's that's another thing um, where where the hub might be coming up short um, against um, you know against a more centralized uh, uh, platforms coming in. And um, I think in in terms of addressing that, you know, of course, I guess the AA DAO could, could do some of that. I'm not sure though if that's part of your mandate. Um, but then also with um, with like I was saying with, with you know, Atom Wars and kind of the efforts around POL, um, that's something where we're trying to figure out how do we give consumer chains an edge so it can almost be like a decentralized granting process. Um, so yeah, uh, in conclusion, I, I think, yeah, we, we, we could use better BD on the hub. But I will say the hub is very well known. Um, it's very decentralized and it is very easy generally. Um, I think much easier than if it was a completely new platform to get people interested and have inbound leads and stuff. So that's a, that's something the hub has going for it. I mean, if you look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin does not have a BD team, you know? Um, so, and they, and it, you know, it doesn't need it. So um, I think the hub is not, you know, Bitcoin exactly, but uh, we do have some of that going for us. Yeah, I understand your point here. And I think, like I said, the, the, you know, the hub is well known. Um, and I think so far, so good. Like I said, Neutron and Stride are, are killer, killer chains. Uh, Noble, I hope the migration happens. We need to get Yelena on here as soon as possible <laughs> to, to make that happen. Um, I also saw communities like taking initiative here, right? And that's what I said in the, in the first part of the spaces, the, the other one that, that Rag does. You know, Atom really is this, this special unique chain where the community needs to really step up, right? And there are not like clear incentives for anybody to do that, besides the fact that you're like contributing to a decentralized system. But I think everybody's open to do that, you know? Um, so if you have any ideas, any thoughts, any, any contacts to builders in, in crypto, but also, you know, institutions. Um, John went through a list of projects earlier that are launching now on, on Cosmos. They're launching their own chains. You know, Settlers also, for example, there's this gaming chain. Um, a, lot of, a lot of new wind that is coming in. And I think, you know, if some of them chose to build as an Atom secure chain, as a consumer chain, I think that would be a net positive and a big win for, for the hub and, and the Atom community. 
I don't know, Rob, do you have any, any final remarks or questions or should we wrap it up? No, I think I think you did uh, a great summary. I, I would add also that uh, we had the AZ Boost account on uh, last December that was just concluded. And uh, I think there was uh, some uh, some track related to consumer chain that was organized by the Atom Accelerator DAO. So actually, uh, that was kind of a precedent uh, for uh, doing BD on the on this side. Maybe something related in the future uh, could be interesting. On the on the broader side of today's episode, I think has been a great episode, and uh, actually, it's amazing to see all the teams coming here. Uh, and uh, and sharing their priorities for 2024 because uh, we we should rebrand this uh, this uh, this uh, podcast uh, Alpha Zone instead of Atom Zone because today we got a lot of updates and uh, really think uh, it shows to the community that uh, a lot of is happening uh, the entire community is uh, keeps building despite difficult times of the past and even now that we are getting a relief uh, the conviction remains the same and. Uh, if we get all this great advancement like uh, partial set security and uh, we got a mix of all the of all the other uh, other cosmos sub uh, revenue possibilities i think it's going to be very interesting and uh, we will be here to share updates to the community hopefully every week i don't know if we will be able to get it uh, to get uh, this every week but uh, Sure, there will be a lot of updates, so stay tuned for the next episode. And thanks, everyone, uh, to joining today. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thanks, everybody. It was a pleasure. Uh, yeah, ne next week, um, watch out for the Asteroid team to join us, potentially. And then, um, yeah, the week after. I don't know if we can say Can we say that? Who is on the week after that, Rob, or not yet? No, I mean, I mean, you can say it, it's a, it's a reward for everyone that has been here until the last minute of the show. <laughs> okay, so we can say it. What did I to tease something? That so we have the the asteroid team on next week, and then the week after we have the uh, a ether or ether team on. So yeah, definitely interesting and and productive. I think these spaces are very productive. Um, and yeah, today we we got rocked. Uh, we're also a bit over time, so. Um, maybe the next time we can also open it up more for the community to ask questions. But yeah, I gotta eat now. I'm hungry. Um, but yeah, this was very alpha packed and uh, thanks for joining, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends, dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics, they probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting nottas, and then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologies.
just jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Terror Spaces